right, you are now tuned into the 5A5 Report with Atiana and Bishop. Catch us each and every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. We seek to elevate the narrative on constructive conversations with people from Rochester, New York. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Bishop, what's going on? What's you? Can you switch those mics so it looks like he has a mic? I thought he had one. <laughs> no. I didn't even see it, so I just saw him talking, and I'm like, he has no mic. All right, so can you please introduce yourself to the people? Uh, what's up, Rochester? My name is Ivory. Uh, born and raised in Rochester, owner of No Liabilities Clothing. No Liabilities Clothing. So I found out about No Liabilities Clothing from Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely saw you on Instagram. It wasn't this year, though. It was last year. Yeah, it was last year. And I got invited, I think, to... Rep your brand. Rep, I wasn't ready, yo. You I wasn't? Was, nah. Okay. I feel like I wasn't where I wanted to be yet as a brand. Okay. So, I just was like, nah, it's not time yet. All right. But I did go to the current one, so... Okay. So, you went, but you haven't been a vendor yet. I was a vendor. You was a vendor? For the, for the recent one, yeah, I was. Okay. I was upstairs. I... I was downstairs, and I guess somebody else wanted that table, so I was being nice and uh, gave him that table. Okay. Next year, I'm not doing that, though. (laughs) I feel you, because I remember, like, it was also 420, so it was a lot going on that day. Yeah. But I know that I went upstairs, and it was, like, kind of, like, a lot of people. Yeah, there was a lot of people upstairs that rep your brand. Yeah. But um, how was it overall? Was it a good experience? It was a great experience. Shout out to James and the whole Extreme Entertainment. Um, I felt like I marketed well and met people that I probably wouldn't have knew in Rochester if I didn't go. So it was a good venue. I'm trying to get James to do another Rep Your Brand fashion show. He keeps saying no way. <laughs> that takes a lot. That's that's more than just the regular Rep Your Brand Galleria. That, the fashion show, that's a lot. That's a lot. It was a lot of of moving parts, and I think that's what, like, you know, kind of making them not want to do it, kind of stay away from not wanting to do it. But I feel like we've done it once, so we know where, like, the pitfalls are and how we can change and improve for another show. I'm not going to stop asking him. But but you got to look at it like this, though. There's so many brands. Yes. There's so many brands in Rochester now. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a verified brand. Robin Banks is a verified brand. There's a couple other verified brands. But there's a lot of people who just throwing everyday sayings on shirts. and I didn't want to be the first one to say it. No. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Everybody thinks just throwing something on a shirt and selling it. That's a brand. No, yeah. that's not a brand. That's just the everyday slow. You don't copyright that. I, I almost guarantee you. That's, I don't want to give a false percentage, but... Seven out of ten people making these shirts or whatever they call themselves, they don't own copyrights at all to what they're right. like, No trademarks, no nothing. Right. Like I, I was one time thinking about going out of town and just start. And even that though, like even on everything. when when I started doing that, I was like, okay, my sister said go downtown, and that's not even copywriting it. Right. Just you know, that's, that's, that's just one, that's, that's just, just a step. That's just a step. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you got to go through all this other stuff and pay a whole bunch of money to get it. To be yours, Official, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so I agree. But I, it had to be said. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're absolutely right. 
right because not to like throw under nobody under the bus because everybody works hard during that fashion show, but you can definitely see people who are who have been established the for difference. a period of time and people who are like just starting, just coming up what and they say the not <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not really, you know, versed in how like your fashion should be it's more than just something on a t shirt. Correct. So how did no liabilities come about? Like, it, to be honest with y'all, it came up as, I don't want to say a joke, but it just came up as a slogan that I started saying. I was working with this guy, and we were, I don't want to say the job we worked at, but a lot of people were renting stuff. And I'm like, dang, you can't even afford this. Why are you even putting yourself in this situation? Yeah, you a liability. And I just started saying no liabilities to everything. And then as I got older, a lot of this stuff started pertaining to my real life. Like, yo, mm -hmm. fake friends and... Yeah. People that's in my fate, like you a liability to me. Like I don't want you around me. So I just started running with it. I like that. I might have to use that. Cause I feel like I've definitely come across some liabilities. Shoot, I've been a liability. I ain't gonna even lie. I think I think we've all been. I ain't gonna even lie. I've been a liability. That's the old Atiana. So I think we all been a liability once in our life. Yeah. I mean, regardless however you want to spin it, I think I was a liability at once. But, you know what I mean? It's all about changing it. Yeah, changing the narrative. Yeah. All right. How long have you been in business? How long have you been doing this? Um, Since 2013, it was a slogan. But then I think, like, I think in 2013, I started selling shirts. Mm -hmm. And then I think, like, I quit. I quit. I was like, man, this ain't for me. And then somebody just was like, yo, you got to keep going. You got something. Mm -hmm. And two years ago, I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it again, and I'm just going to go hard with it. And ever since then, I've seen my consistency pay off. So, Why did you quit? Um, I don't know. Just obstacles in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, as far as, like, people don't know how much this stuff costs. Like, this stuff costs a lot of money to just yeah. keep doing and doing and doing. And just to be giving away for free, you can't do that all the time. So... That was one of the things I was probably working a job that I probably shouldn't have been at or couldn't afford to continue the business. Yeah, I definitely know that it's an expense. Yeah. So, um, I have a friend and she does, um, she does, her brand is Black Nostalgia. Tasha, mm -hmm. that's my homegirl. Yeah. And I just see all the effort she puts into her craft so I know it's definitely like if you want to do it the right way it can become another full-time job yeah. especially I think she has her stuff in stores um, I think it's Flower City Fresh yeah so it's a, it could be another full-time job it is a full-time job if you wanted to go where you wanted to go mm -hmm. um sometimes I'd be up all night trying to think of ideas and stuff like that but not no more now so why not anymore? Because um, I'm branching out, as you see, like I did the track suits and mm -hmm. then I did the sweatsuits. So it makes it a little bit easier on me to kind of not focus on what's the next t-shirt or hoodie I have to come out with. So. Oh, okay. So you started with t-shirts and then now you're yeah. hoodies and then the track suits. I did see the track suits. Yeah. I saw um, Devo. Yeah, yeah. Um, as one of the models for him, he crazy right now. He got the little elf on the show. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, if y'all haven't seen one? that, what is wrong with him? Like, I don't know him personally, just from <laughs> be around the town. But 
That is like my best friend. Like the dude is funny. He's oh funny. my gosh! Like I'm looking at those elves on the shelf. I'm like, where are he coming up with these ideas? Yeah. He had the look, the little grapes. <laughs> the lady on the table going under the knife. I texted him today, like, where you come up with this stuff? He's like, I got a whole bunch of those. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so how do you manage to stay relevant? Like Bishop said, it's so many people <laughs> doing so many different things, and then they pop up one week, and then we don't hear from them the next week. How do you manage to stay relevant, and how do you think that you're going to last? Um, I talked to my sister about this, like, over Thanksgiving. I'm like, there's so many people coming out with brands. It's hard to, like diverse myself or keep myself at top of the top of the food chain um but she's just like yo you just gotta come out with different stuff so next year uh 2020 i'm gonna do something nobody else did in rochester so i'm just gonna keep it going just like that like hoodies and t-shirts always gonna be a staple of the brand but i'm trying to venture out more further than just that like you know what i mean so just pay attention to 2020 So, like, you said you were talking to your sister. She's, yeah. like, some, someone you definitely go to for advice. Yeah, she a heavy Christian. Shout out to my sister. And sometimes when I doubt myself, she'll be that person that bring me back up. Especially with, like you said, like, there's so many people doing it. I'm like, why am I, I should be standing out? Especially, like, like you said, people just come out with brands. And sometimes they don't have a meaning behind it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and this has a meaning behind it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, from the struggle and just people just smiling in your face come from the bottom. Like, all of that stuff, that's what this no liabilities mean. So, sometimes it's like, I think it's a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not going to be a part of it. Like, I see so many things, like, on Instagram. Like, it be slogans. And this next day, like, somebody will put it on a shirt. And it's yeah. not, it doesn't belong to them. Like, how how does that all get regulated? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter, though. Like, you can do it, but if it get big, then that's when it yeah. starts coming like, into who It all goes down as under the Freedom of Speech Act. But say, for instance, you if it's, if it's my copyright yeah, sure. and I own these trademarks, you put that on a shirt, I need you to cut me a check. Somebody did that, and I, I did that. Because I'm, I'm definitely coming for that check. Yeah. I think Brock was saying that at one time, like, cause you know he has a neighborhood scholar, and I guess someone was doing that to him, and he put what is this stop and desist, cease and desist on making that. It was somebody in I think Connecticut that was doing no liabilities, and they was putting it on their shirt, mm -hmm. and I had to show them all the paperwork like, hey, this trademark, you can't use it, and they stopped using it. Yeah. So. And then, like, say if that person, cause the person obviously didn't do their research, but say if they put like. A lot of money into that. Well, I guess. That. Yeah. Well, I guess exactly. they probably. I mean, technically, they probably could still sell it. They just. I would. I wouldn't advertise. Well, most. I know <laughs> they could when. Sell it. When my brother went into his, he uh, down in Tennessee. He actually had a lawyer, mm -hmm. and his lawyer just scalped everywhere you could think of. Mm -hmm. To like, we got to make sure before we start pumping money into this, we're yeah. not about to get sued on the back end yeah. because. Somebody in northeastern Idaho already on the yeah. copyright. Yeah. You'd be surprised when people just people go down to copyright random stuff That's just true. to get a just to get a jump on it. Mm -hmm. Don't got no plans on doing nothing with it, but they'll copyright something just to wait for somebody to do something so they can get a check. I agree. This it happens. My friend, she was telling me when um she does 
not related to t-shirts, but she does like a relationship coach kind of thing. And she would say every time she would think of like a, what is it, like a, um, a slogan? Not a slogan, but what she type in a search engine, like, um, like queen.com or something. Like anytime she thought she was just like, you, she would just like pay for it, pay for the domain. Yeah. So nobody else could use it, even if she wasn't using it. Yeah, I think that was one thing that I had to do, too, when I built my website. I just put no liabilities, mm-hmm. and it was already used. So I had to figure out no liabilities clothing, okay. and that's when it, it, it was mine. Yeah, she is like, anything that's related to them is going to pay for the domain, so people can't, like, <laughs> people can't use it. I guess it's not expensive. Just yeah. Really, no, yeah. it's not. So that's why she um, went that route. So what sets no liabilities apart from other clothing lines? Why are you different? Um, to be, and this is no knock on any, anybody. I just feel like my quality. Like I put time. I don't go to Walmart. I don't go to Tops or wherever else somebody else go uh, to, to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> to buy a t-shirt and, and got put gilding t-shirts. Yeah, because I see a lot of. Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? Gilded, it's like a certain brand. It's a certain brand. Do you remember like uh, Dipset and Cameron when they used to wear them huge T-shirts? Yeah. That's Gilded. Oh. So like that. That's like a a bad brand to use to put your your brand on. So it's like it really inexpensive, like cheap. Yeah. Okay. And then charging people. I just want to say something too. Like I see Dang. a lot of clothing brands. Go ahead, say Charging it. people about like a hundred dollars or so see. for a hoodie. Like we're like I just wanna say this, like you have to understand the demographics we live in. Mm-hmm. Like this is not Los Angeles or Beverly Hills or anything like like that to be charging somebody for a gilded hoodie a hundred dollars. And that's why I don't buy stuff. I'm just being honest. Cause I can go buy a three dollar gilded hoodie from somewhere and go to one of these printing places in the mall mm-hmm. and get whatever. I can go get some yeah. of these brands printed out if I wanted to. Yeah, right. you gotta put it in a different font. I just feel like people are overcharging people for something. Yeah, I, I definitely like you're trying believe, to. Yeah, yeah that's, trying to get rich quick. That ain't that. You can't do that from the city. Like, and that's so true. Like it's only certain people that I really rock with because like I know the quality that I'm going to get yeah and they're not charging me for like if it's something that you just print on a t-shirt for me and you charging me like you know crazy price then nah I'm not going to mess with you because you're kind of like exploiting the situation yeah yeah I agree like why like Mm -hmm. you said you got to know your demographic yeah like People, this ain't that. This is Rochester, New York. Yeah, it's this funny ain't you that. say that. That's being Brad. My little brother Joe, Saturday, before our event at Minx, he went to the mall and got a shirt made and put this ain't that on it. Yep. <laughs> no. Um, that's, being Brad got those. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So he sells those. So, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's just him putting that slogan on the shirt or that belongs to him, but. But this ain't that was just another thing. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, some people just, they come up with something and somebody else think they like it. If you don't copyright it, then, you know what I mean? You, you messed up. Yeah. So, I definitely saw that this ain't that, um. Yeah. How did that all work out? 
That was crazy. Um, we went to uh, Atlanta to see my brother for his birthday, and Atlanta known for strip clubs. And I think the first night we went to like four or five. And I was, I think I was, I was burnt out. I was burnt out. So the next day we woke up again and like, let's go find some more strip clubs. And the next strip club we went to, I didn't pay attention to nobody. I was just in my phone. And he must have put something on uh, Instagram, and I looked at the address, and it was 30 minutes away. I'm like, yo, come on, we got to go. I said, we got to go. And we went there, and it was like, the only way you're going to meet 50 Cent is if you buy his drink. So I went and bought his drink, and we was the first people online. So took a picture with him, that was the first picture. And when we left, my uh, shout out to my brothers. He was like, yo, bro, you got to go give him your clothing. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to go do that. What? I know. So no lie, I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back in there, and I went in there, and he's still taking pictures with people, and I stared at him. I'm like, yo, this dude ain't gonna wear my stuff, and I just walked out. I'm like, yo, he he too busy. I walked back to the car. I'm like, he too busy, and he's like, you want us to come in there with you? I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so. I be watching a lot of videos, and they always say, like, never go to the celebrity, always go to the security guard. Mm-hmm. So I went to a security guard, and I'm like, yo, this this is my clothing brand. I want to give it to 50 Cent. But for me to ensure that he gave it to him, I was like, yo, what size do you wear? He said, I wear a 2X, and I made sure he got one as well mm-hmm. so that he made sure that it got to 50 Cent. So um, we got back to the hotel. My brother's like, yo, don't expect him to put that on anytime soon. I'm like, yeah, I know. So when we got home, my homegirl called me and was like, yo, what tracksuit did you give him? I said, I gave him both. She's like, yo, he in Atlanta with it on right now. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Don't cuss, don't cuss. Yeah, I looked on Instagram. I just dropped my phone. Like, come on, get out of here. Yo. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that was dope. See, what you would have missed out yeah. on? Yeah, but that's right up. That's no liabilities is right up 50 alleys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that might be his life slowly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's that's dope. So right that was there. dope. Yeah, that was a huge like mo- like climax in in the in the brand. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even the comedian, uh, what's his name, Prince T Dub, he even wore something. Okay. Um, so it's like a few other people that I've sent stuff out too. So you probably will see it on uh, Instagram. So yeah, so yeah, you definitely. <laughs> Had to capitalize yeah. on that moment yeah. because, like, when the next time you want to see 50, exactly, though, like, right, it's just not going to happen. And it's dope that he rocked it, like, yeah, yeah, that was huge, like. Because me, the 50 Cent I know, like, sometimes I really think he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Like, he is definitely a jerk. <laughs> I, honestly speaking, that's one of those situations when, when it comes to 50 Cent. You know he like the biggest troll in the world. Yeah. So you never know what you gonna get with him. Exactly. Right. So it's like, eh, you know it's crazy. I would have been like you, like I'll pass. Yeah. I got time for that. When, when I met him though, <laughs> he he wasn't the same person as so he is on So you think he IG. do that for the net? I think he definitely does that for that. Like he was like he down to smart. earth. He was down to earth, cool, mm-hmm. everything. So it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what's next? Um, or do you want to talk about it? I know you said 2020 about to be different. Yeah, um, there's going to be some new colors to tracksuits, mm-hmm. um, three different colors, um, some new hoodie designs, and I don't even want to tell people right now, but it's going to be something new that nobody did in Rochester yet that I'm going to try to pull off and see what happens. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing what you got going on next. Um, you just tuned in, tuned into the 585 Report with Atiana and Bishop. We are here with Ivrick. 
Yes. Of No Liabilities Clothing. And we just kind of wrapped up an interview with him, discussed how long he's been in business, the premise behind No Liabilities, and how he got Mr. Curtis Jackson himself to wear his clothing. All right, let's move into some current events. Let's do it. So, Bishop, I think you posted this on um, Facebook about the SEC launches an investigation into the um, Rochester, Rochester City, City School, School District. District. So, you're aware of what's all going on with the district, about the budget prices and all yeah. that? All right, so now the SEC is involved. So, I can't say that, you know, I knew that was coming. Like, I, I felt like I knew something big was coming because a $60 million deficit, like, that's no little number. Right. It's worse because it's a $60 million deficit, but $30 million is unaccounted for. Oh, see, that's... That's the spot that got the SEC freaking out. Like, okay, every school district across the country... They have deficits, they have buzzing troubles or whatever. Mm. You get blessed, you spend more, all that type of stuff. Right. Most school districts can prove where the money went or what they didn't spend. When you lose $30 million from the federal government. That's a lot of money. That's not, I don't care what city, this could be Connecticut, this could be Los Angeles. You lose $30 million, somebody gonna come knocking at your door. I need to see your paperwork. Right. Yeah, so now the Fed is basically launching an investigation. So what the um, the city school district, what they did is, I guess they sought short-term financing. So they knew, you know, something wasn't right. So they sought some short-term finances. And they made some false terms, some false statements. They were saying that they were good, but, you know, they right. really weren't. So the SEC basically subpoenaed them this week for... <laughs> all the information related to those issues. So, I'm interested to see where that goes. <coughs> because now that the SEC is involved, like, I feel like some, some, some fine, some skeletons jail and time, all listen, that, some skeletons, yeah, all of if that. If they thought that, listen, the city school district is <coughs> above nobody. And you see they locked up McFadden. <coughs> right. If they go lock up McFadden, you think they won't lock you up? Right. And he's the staple of Rochester. That's what's so sad about yeah. it because he used to be on the water cooler going high. Uh, just, on people. Like, he is, I understand that. I remember one time coming from Jamaica and I seen him in North Carolina when I had my, uh, you know, my flight. That's that's Adam McFadden or whatever. And then I see the news. I'm like, man, get out of here. Like, the government, all these he, people. He only took, like, what, a million or something? I don't remember what the exact <laughs> number, but it was just crazy the way, like, in which he just so passionate <laughs> and called other people out and will just, like, put you on blast on the air. Like, at the end of the day, I know, I understand he's human, but for him, the, the way he goes in, the way he used to yeah, go in on yeah, the radio, and I when I saw this come out, I'm like... But you got to remember, some of these politicians and people in these appointed places, well, voted in places or whatever, mm -hmm. 
they feel untouchable because they got so many laws protecting them that now it's like we living in a country where the country's in debt, so you know they about to start getting their money from everybody. Not only that, too, but like people getting these these high title positions and people look up to them, so anything they say, they're gonna listen to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it sounds right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If I tell you it's water, it's water, and it's really not water, but you believe me, you're gonna believe it's water. You know what I mean? So it, it's sad. So I guess the um, RCSD basically said that, you know, finances were trending positively and they were going to be relying less and less on reserves. But in reality, they were in the red. The whole time. They were in the red. (laughs) But it's crazy because I I know a couple people on the school board and it's some school board members who didn't know. Mm-hmm. They was looking at the same reports <laughs> everybody else was looking at, and that's 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 the most disturbing part to me. Is that means that it was probably a few people. Knew it was that, a few people that knew what was going on. Yeah, and including the um, guy that resigns. But imagine this: like the money y'all taking from people, kids, like after school programs. If I was a parent, I would be like, if I was a parent of a student in a Rochester City Schools district, I would be. Going crazy right now. Yeah. I would be at somebody's front desk. I would be on somebody. I would be picking in front of the Board of Education. Like. But that, and that's the bad thing about it because nobody knows who it was. It so don't even matter. Gotta, somebody got to take accountability. Somebody got to be held to That's why I, I mean? feel bad for the new superintendent. Because he's walking <laughs> to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we were just talking about him, what was it, two months ago, if that about what he was walking into mm-hmm. with one of the school board members, Natalie Shepard. Mm-hmm. And now you, like, he was already walking into a messed up situation. Right, right. And now you got the SEC. Yo, this, I feel the like, SEC is a big yeah, deal, that, yo. That, like, that's huge. That's like, huge. The, like, I, like, my dad always told me this. When the feds come to your door, they already got you. Mm-hmm. We just we just like sweeping up the rest of the dust. Right. But the once the feds get to you, they got you. We don't we don't need no testimonies. We don't need nothing. Right. We pretty much got we all got you. Yeah. So yeah. it's like for the SEC to start like, okay, we know somebody or some few people up there is out there just winging it behind. But who the desk. who who's in control of this money though? So the CFO is ultimately the person that's in control. He resigns once everything became public about this deficit. He's gone. So they put somebody else in place. Um, I can't remember. I don't know if they announced his name. Oh, yes, they did announce his name, but I can't remember his name. So it is another guy that's involved. And I guess he's supposed to be like a rock star when it comes to this stuff. And da 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 It is what it is. But my thing is, when did our... He started over the summer, right? Yeah. So legit, he started over the summer, or was it? Uh, I don't he know. Started like August. His term started in September. The new superintendent. Yeah, His yeah. term started in September. So okay, so he's thinking I just gotta come in, clean up, you know, <laughs> grades and stuff. You know, get <laughs> nah. students to pass Regents exam, get some um, teachers out of here who you know performing low like that's low performing teachers that's all he thought about and then imagine this coming across your desk you what 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 four months in yeah I think if he was known aware of it before he took the office he would have took it oh of course yeah and now, of course he can't, he and now I'm out? starting to 
it's kind of crazy how it's playing out. And now I'm starting to see why nobody wanted this job. Mm-hmm. People wanted the job because we had candidates. We had candidates, but... They leave so quickly once they get their feet wet. Like, yeah. it's like... Yeah. It's probably a lot of stuff we don't even know. Right. <laughs> it's so much stuff. I just feel know. bad for them. You, you came from another state. And now you hear... Inheriting this stuff. And everything, if it wasn't criminal before, Olympus is falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to add on top of that, so moving on to our next topic, he laying off people. I don't see why not. So. You have, because you, you don't know who doing it. Exactly. So you kind of got a clean house and, and just start bringing in your own people that you believe and trust, you know what I mean? It's not so much about that, it's more of teachers. So his plan is to cut 359 jobs. So that's a part of his plan to dig um, the district out of the 64 million, this number just changes in every news story, 64 million budget shortfall. So 14.1 million of that is through a 5% staff reduction. 77 paras, 72 support jobs like clerks, mechanics. Wow. 195 teaching jobs. Now, let's just talk about that alone. 195 teaching jobs. The the head of the Teachers Association, <coughs> they agree with the cutoff. They agree with the layoffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But their big thing is wait till the end of the school year. Yeah, yeah. You can't make this type of, like, over, yeah, not over, right now. over in two weeks they're going to make this cut. <laughs> over Christmas recess? No, tomorrow. Tomorrow is when people... <clears throat> it goes into effect tomorrow? No, so tomorrow is when they find out. And then after break is when, like, so they're going to let them work. And after break is when they I wouldn't even work. Well, they have If you to, did something wrong. No, you don't. Well, they want to be teachers. They yeah, have to, like, a part of their contract is they have to continue to work. You voided this contract when you fired me before no, my contract. No, is they up. know, like, that's that's a part of the game, like layoffs <laughs> and all of that stuff. Because some of it is layoffs, like well, a lot of it is layoffs. The good thing about the layoffs, well, it's not a good thing, but uh, December seventeenth, mm-hmm. Buffalo City School District and Syracuse City School District are both coming to Rochester. To have teachers recruiting, and um, they're looking to fill. Oh, wow. They're looking to fill like fifty-five to sixty different job titles. Like, so you leave. So they're giving people who make the list to get cut. It's hard to say you make the list, but who made the list to get cut? These are the teachers who has first dibs in these other cities, and they're paying for relocation, giving them a stipend for like the first six months of housing and stuff. So in my Rochester City School District is bad. Syracuse and Buffalo is yeah, they're they floating around there too. So yeah. that's the good thing about it. December seventeenth, uh, those two school districts will be in Rochester. Uh, recruiting, yeah, actively recruiting. Like they've already been calling the school districts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, can we get a heads up on like those administrators, those uh, uh, para paras and assistants? Like they really need those in those school districts. So and they paying more. Mm. A little bluebird. Talk. I feel bad for the kids. 
Yeah, to come back to a whole new teacher. Yeah, that's, that's, that's difficult. Yeah, especially because, you know, our students, they already have a lot of people coming in and out of their lives, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, school is, like, one constant for them. Like, they know these teachers. They know that the teachers, nine times out of ten, if they're a good teacher, like, the teacher knows what I need, knows my personality, knows how I am, and I'll have to do that all over again. Yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of sad for the um, students. There are also, it's 15 um, admin jobs, administrator jobs. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. They so, say the class sizes are supposed to go up, like 60% per class. Mm-hmm. So, if you had a class with like 21 people, you're now about to be in the class with 40. So, that'd be 42 of us and one teacher right here. Yeah, that's kind of hard. I don't know, I don't care how long you've been a teacher. You can't focus on 42 you, kids. And you're not just dealing with those 42. Mm-hmm. What they got? Is, it, is every school got blocks down to four blocks? Yeah, I don't it? even know if they can do that. Like, they can't do that because in teacher contracts, it shows how many students that can be in a class. So, I don't know. No, and that's written into the budget cuts that class sizes have to go up. Uh, when you you got to think about it. When you get rid of this many teachers... You got no choice but to boost class sizes. Yeah, but if my contract says that I can only teach thirty students, like they have to, they have to abide by those contracts. Teachers have the best contracts, and they have the best union. Listen, you made the cut off the chopping block. You better take these other extra twenty five kids and be good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like realistically, how could you teach that many students? You that's not fair. You can't. That's why even like even like even when I went to college. I had classes, it was 250 of us in classes, but that's, in college, we had lectures. It's a lecture hall. So he's not talking to nobody individually. Mm -hmm. Most stuff that they teach you in college is just reiterating what you Mm -hmm. already know, and they just expounding on it. Middle school and high school, you're actually teaching these kids, and you got to get personal. That's that's a lot. That's true. And I think it's going to be even worse once these teachers start getting burnt out from the class loads. And that's more work you're putting on the people that still got jobs. Especially city schools. It's kind of different. Working in the city school district alone is like an accolade of unlocked in life. Like, (laughs) I work for Rochester City School District. Yeah. Because Lord knows these kids are no, we can't say they're terrible. It's like it's <coughs> such an emotional like today, like my my students are seniors, right? And so I've been working with them since they were ninth graders. Um, so now they're seniors and it's time for college applications. So we're doing all that stuff. And um they're like, Miss, this so much work to do. Like we gotta do FAFSA, we gotta do common app. We got to do college essays. I'm like, welcome to the real world. You have been mm-hmm. coddled. Like, the standards have been so low. The bar has been so, set so low for you all. So, you think this is hard? Wait till you get to college. Yeah. I, I'm in college, and I'm with this kid, and he probably just can't. He just graduated. He's like, this is too much. I can't do this. And he dropped out. So, I get what you're saying as far as that. Yeah, so it's like such an emotional roller coaster. Education is so emotional because, like, <clears throat> if you're a good teacher, and I want to say most teachers are, you know, 
you have your occasional bad few, but I want to say most teachers are, and you put your heart into this, yeah. right? Like, you come every day, and with these kids, you get verbally abused, <laughs> you get treated any kind of way, there's no really appreciation, and kids are can be ungrateful. But you come in day after day after day to do what you can to hopefully get them to the next level. And sometimes, like, it becomes too much for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in school, too, for educational um, supervision and leadership. And I question, like, am I mentally stable enough to be able to deal with the challenges that our students face because like you can do your best you can give your all but at the end of the day like it depends a lot on the students and you can't control them right so it's it's hard like and you some of these kids like i don't want to say they're bad kids because they learned their behaviors from somewhere oh Mm-hmm. So exactly. I would or say there's, of the environment, yeah, period. there's a lot of bad parents. So that's what it is. Well, I mean, your passion should override that, though. Like you wouldn't have gotten that field if you didn't really want to do know, it. I know, but sometimes I'm just like, like today I was real emotional and I started to go on a rant on Facebook, <laughs> but I always write it and I always erase it because, like. You put so much into this. And you're right. My passion should override it. I've been doing this for... I'm new to education, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I worked for Wegmans for 15 years, and then I decided I wanted to go the education route. So, I've only been in education for, like, five years. Yeah. So, I don't know. We shall see at the end of my program where, which <laughs> direction I'm headed in. But a lot of teachers were complaining because they felt that they should have chopped, like... More admin jobs versus teaching jobs because that would have made like a, a counted for more money. But okay, what 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 are they teaching us though? Like as I look back, what did y'all teach me? Nothing that was pretty much resourceful to my everyday life now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so many students say that still haven't used this yet. <laughs> I mean, and I'm being I, honest. You know what I mean? I haven't. Use nothing I learned in high school in real life. At all. Nothing. I used more than what I learned in college and real world experience than mm-hmm. I did high school. High school is just, especially when they came up with that. Like, my daughter is, t- she's 10 now. She's She gets homeschooled now. I took, she used to go to Mercy. I took her out of there. She gets homeschooled now. But when she was eight years old, she came home. And she was doing her homework and she was like, I'm just going to skip math today, Dad. <laughs> I was like, what? She was like, yo, I can't make this up. She goes, I'm going to skip math. I was like, why? She was like, because they try to make us do this common core. She's like, I'm eight years old, and they put letters with numbers. When am I going to use that in life? If yeah. an eight-year-old says this to her grown daddy, I'm, and, 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 you, and know, you can't lie about All it. I did, I was like, yo, you're not going to use it, but you need it to pass. Right. And she was like, I'll do it once you make this make sense to me. Yeah. So I sat there for like two and a half hours trying to convince my daughter how Comic Core actually helped her. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't at all. Yeah. But if yeah. an eight-year-old says that, picture somebody doing it in high school. But going back to what you said, like, a lot of stuff I haven't used. Only thing I did, I went to Edison, so I had a business and computers class. 
And I did use some of the stuff from there. Yeah. So their trades, because, you know, business was my trade, my, um, my, I forgot what they call my shop class. Yeah. So they have, like, construction, they have masonry, they have welding, they have, like, graphic there. design. You was at it, sir? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know. So classes like those. Yeah. But yeah, they took them can, out, though. No, they're there. Still? I work at Edison. They okay. have all those. Like, they don't have cosmetology there. Yeah. And that's one that I wish they would bring back because so many girls, like, whether we agree with a lot of people doing here or not, so many girls, like, especially when I went to school, the only reason why they stayed in school because they had that shop class. And right. they did here. And so, if the girls want to do that and that's going to keep them in school and that's going to help them graduate, then... So be it. Yeah, right. Who would they say, like, doing here, everybody do here? Right. I don't even think health class taught me nothing. No, health nah, class, health class taught me some, some a few things. Because <laughs> my parents were the type that will just open up and talk to me about stuff. Like, I am with my kids, but... That may be thinking over them. That didn't work too well for a lot of people. <laughs> I have a baby thinking over. I had a real life baby. She's right next door, 17 years old. I had a real life baby. I didn't even get a chance to go through the experiment. But like you said, people want to delay it. And the superintendent, like, nah. He like, no. Like, um, he's like, basically... It's a no-go. If we wait until June, like, we're going into another school year in the red. So, he's like, that seeks us farther into a financial home. Even if they, even if they cut people right now, they're still going to be in the red. I, I would say the same That's thing. like your taxes. Just because you was back on taxes this year, you caught up this, uh, if you back on taxes last year, but you caught up this year, you still back on taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're not, just because you go to the new school year a little bit under the red, <laughs> bro, we're not excusing this $64 million, y'all, like, yeah. badly lost. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the, the, but the um, cuts, the teacher cuts and all of that, that only brings them to $14 million. That's nothing. It's a little bit off of the $64 million, <laughs> but. That's nothing. That ain't nothing. I wish I could, like, just insert Trump memes right now. <laughs> Because Trump memes would be perfect for this situation. <laughs> like, y'all said y'all was in the green. That's fake news. Like, I, it's... I, where's Trump when you need him? We need him. No, we never need him. But, you know, one thing about this is crazy because you see a lot of uh, these charter schools and stuff popping up now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of city school district teachers who left... Like, they retired from the city school district, but they're working in these charter schools now. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Somehow, all these independently owned charter schools are prospering and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, some pop up and then leave. Yeah. Like, it was Puck Achieve, and it was Rock Achieve, and then it's nothing now. But I'm talking about, like, all the other Uncommon like, schools. Like, yeah, Uncommon. Like, like, U-Prep and all of them. Yeah. They're, they're, like, Virtus and all of them. They yeah. taking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of teachers that retired from the city school district who went and... Now they're working at these uh, uncommon schools and yeah, stuff. Yeah, my cousin and it's just like, How can these schools like that just popped up? How can they be so successful when y'all been established, right? But it's less red tape in those um, environments. Like if my cousin, he's the CEO of U Prep now. Um, he left Edison as a principal, and he was tenure, and he had 20 years with the district. So I think he saw the writings on the wall. 
You so, had to. So, because before, for you to leave a 10-year position, 20 years yeah, in the district. Cousin? Huh? Who your cousin? Walter Larkin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so for him to do that, like, I think he had to see the writing yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he like, please let me get out while I can and go. And so, if he wants to make a decision, he ain't got to go to 20 layers to do it. Right. It's all right there. Like, all he has to do is make the decision, probably talk to maybe his CFO and talk to, you know, who else on his team, and then the decision is made. Like, that's why I am considering possibly going to a charter, working at a charter school once I'm done. I don't know. But. Keep your options open. Yes, I am. I definitely. Way I, open right now. I don't, yeah. th- I don't think <laughs> I want to work for the district. Like, not to be funny or anything, but it's just so much going on. And it's, the story gets crazier and crazier as it unfolds. Um, they were supposed to lay off 18 administrators, but um, this um, Association of Supervisors and Administrators of Rochester they agreed to forego $450,000 in vacation funding, so that saved 10 jobs. Nah. No, that was that was pretty dope of them. I need my vacation time. Well, they, I guess they, you know, they're... This isn't my mess up. It ain't. Right. It ain't, but this they agreed right. to That's it. That's true. That is true, but they agreed to it. So, I mean, I guess that was like a bargain. Did all of them agreed to it, or did just a spokesperson agree to it? And the six people who vote on that board agreed to it. I don't know how that works, you know, but it probably you know, had to be a majority. You know it somebody yeah. with 15 plus years in, like, yo, this might sound bad, but we need your vacation time back. What? It probably what? was not all of it. What? It was probably just a portion of it. A portion is too much. All right, let's, let's move on. <laughs> you just tuned in. You tuned into the 585 Report 100.9 WXIR. We're talking about some current events. We're going to move into this annoyance law. And our chief of police, what's his name? Singletary? Yes, him choosing not to enforce it. So when I heard about this annoyance law, I'm like, what is... Because... Annoying me is might be different than annoying you. Yeah. If you call me too early in the morning, I'm annoyed. Like, so what's being annoying to me may not be annoying to you. So that was the terminology was too, too vague. So with that, I've been doing some research on that because you know I love messing with the police. <laughs> so apparently, this is, let me stop saying apparently. New York State is still Morrow County. Mm. Over this bill, okay. unconstitutional, and they literally, and there wasn't even a real vote bill before she signed it. Somebody, Cheryl Denofo, and mind you, she leaves office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who was appointing so it? So what ha- what's happening is before she, because you know, New County Executive is the first Democrat ever, the yeah. male one. Right. So what? She's, all the she's Republicans salty? and other counties are doing. They're trying to pass as many bills as possible before she leaves office. Basically, they're trying to strip <laughs> him of everything before he leaves office and get all these Republican bills passed before all these Democrats take over. Because once these bills are passed, it's yeah. almost yeah. Impossible. It's, yeah. it's basically impossible to remove it. Mm-hmm. So what New York State said is, one, you can't put an emotion in with a bill. Once they put that annoyance word in there, mm-hmm. New York State... That's when they went forward with the lawsuit, and every every police department 
in Monroe County, even the sheriff said, we're not enforcing this law. Oh, one did. Grease police. What? Grease. Grease is the only, like, they were the ones that said they will be enforcing the law. Um, yeah. They basically... And, and that accountability board, yes, it stems around Rochester City Police Department, mm. but those towns, a.k.a. boroughs, they fall under Rochester Police Department. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when y'all mess up too, y'all got to come talk to this board just like everybody else. And you're, let's just put you in a position as a judge. Mm -hmm. You're a judge. You got people in there for fighting. Somebody stabbed somebody. Somebody shot somebody. And then you got another case in here, about 10 or 15 cases of somebody who annoyed a police officer. Clicking a pin can annoy somebody. That's right. true. And they carry up to like $5,000 fines because yep. you annoy or a first responder. Or up to a year in jail or $5,000 So fine. that's why New York State, New York State, like, as soon as that bill passed and went to Albany, yeah. them lawyers was on the phone with Monroe County. New York State got a lot of crazy laws. Yeah, New York State is a money law. I, I want to get out of here once I graduate. But this is one thing that New York State can't afford to have under their belt. This annoyance law, yeah. you can't... <laughs> You 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 talk about a hostile situation? Come put me in handcuffs because you mad that you're doing your job. <laughs> now you got everybody on the block mad. Right. <laughs> now you just made a, a one problem you could have solved turned into 15 problems. Now you're calling for backup. Now you, you got... Turn into martial law or yeah. something. Right. Yeah. And that's what it kind of is. Mm -hmm. An annoyance? Because you're annoyed? Yeah, so under the law, if a person behaves in a manner intended to <coughs> annoy, alarm, or threaten the personal safety of a police officer, peace officer, or first responder, they could be arrested or sentenced up to a year in jail and or face a $5,000 fine. Wow. Because you annoy somebody. My kid annoy me every day. What I'm going to do, call the police, yo, she annoying me, bro. Mm -hmm. You got to come scope her up real quick. But, yeah, so like you said, Rochester Police Department um, not enforcing it until there's, pending legal, there's a pending legal review. Yeah. Monroe County Sheriff's Office make no, no arrests. Nobody wants law. to be that person that has to explain the first it. Person, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Why? Especially sheriffs. You know sheriffs already don't arrest you. They just yeah. give you citations. Mm -hmm. Right. You basically, county executive, you basically said it's your job to bring these nuisances up to us. Mm -hmm. Nobody nobody wants to be, yo, that's the can of words you do not want to work <laughs> in. Like, right. <laughs> like, right. You the first person to say, yo, what you bagged them for? Man, they just talking to me while I was trying to talk to somebody else. Oh my God, you talking really? about division in the ranks? Man, listen, they... That law would get broken on Clinton Avenue a million times. <laughs> <laughs> Hudson, <laughs> everywhere. <Right>. Like, <laughs> you might want to stay in your car, bro. Don't even get it out. Yeah, it just, it's just, like you said, it's too vague. It violates First Amendment rights. And, like, we're trying to repair police community relationships. This is going to harm them. It's going to do more bad than good. That's, I think that's why Singletary jumped on that mic so fast. <laughs> Singletary, like, yo, this ain't got nothing to do with us. We're not enforcing this law. And then you saw 
all the other towns, they started bandwagoning. And then once the sheriff said it, I knew the law was all messed up. When you got your sheriff saying we not going for something that our boss just said in force, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's deeper than rap. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Zenovo, they tried to speak to her, but she respected the respectfully declined to comment um so they they're not gonna revoke the law like it is what it is they respect that law enforcement agencies aren't enforcing it if people do decide they want to um repeal the new law i guess that can happen in january so my thing is why make the law if it's optional to enforce I, I didn't know thinking. they can. I didn't know they can do that. First of all, but since it's under legal review, I think that's why they have the option to enforce it or not. That's why the Norfolk didn't. She didn't want to say nothing because she's still salty about losing. <laughs> you know when you, you know when you got that short one in your pocket, and then pow, somebody throw a spade on the table. <laughs> yeah, she was salty. Spade on the table. <laughs> I was wanting to play spades. Like, I was definitely wanting to play spades last weekend. I had a good spades game in a long time. You know how to play spades? Please tell me how to play spades. I just spades. learned how to play spades this summer. I'm black, you guys. I am black. Jesus. <laughs> so you still can't play yet, really? Basically, I'm alright. I'm alright. Because if I got on the table with you, I'm gonna get upset if you gonna do the wrong one. Right, like, right. Real right. space players, like we you gotta have at least ten thousand hours in to play space. <laughs> <laughs> Next subject. I was playing space like legit since I was about ten years old, mm. and I'm 34 now. Like mm. I've been playing space because my parents grew up. They had space tournaments at our house. They were fried chicken. They would get a trophy. Right. People will pay to get in the tournament. Like, it used to go down. I remember it. I just, I don't think I ever paid attention to it. Uh, people are not, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> teach my kids to play space. I don't feel like I fell as a parent if I didn't teach them. <laughs> they gotta pass their life skills. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> they gotta pass their life skills. Alright. So, we're gonna go into some events that's coming up. Um... There's a black and blue winter gala, 12, 20, 7 p.m. at the penthouse. So, so Carlton Wilcox. So, this is going to be an evening of dinner, live music, and dancing for law enforcement, first responders, and medical professionals. Go figure. Tickets can be found at Eventbrite. Next up. Banks Boys Entertainment, New Year's Eve party at Tropics. They done named that place so many different times. Like three different names since it's I remember. so many names. Yeah, you lose your license for one thing, name something else, and open back up. 12-31, New Year's Eve, 4-7-7-7-5. They got a lot of hosts on there. And mm-hmm. they just added my boy Casanova. If I was in town for New Year's, I would, I would probably go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 10 to 2. Yeah, I just saw who, but I don't know those girls. Who are those girls that are on there? Instagram chicks? I was going to say porn stars, but yeah, Instagram chicks. Okay. Yeah, I don't know those girls, so I just assumed they were Instagram chicks. They're Instagram chicks. All right, so that's... Slash porn stars. (laughs) (laughs) So that's 10 to 2. 
the all red all red is at mink lounge that's extremist show out sunday 10 to 2 mink lounge 398 west main and then extreme tv events and premier marketing group more like new year's eve party that flyer just came out today that's another new year's eve party that's eight to one location to be announced tickets can be purchased at exquisite and entourage beauty bar any I think other I events went to, i think i went to uh, new year's last year it was pretty dope that was my first time ever being out on new year's i don't do the whole new year's thing why not I don't know. Usually be with family and stuff? Church. Oh, church. Oh, I church. Church. I church. I used to be in church and after church I would go right out. Yeah. Heathen. My, my, my mom is crazy because my mom is a bishop and she has her own church. <laughs> my name is Bishop. And, uh, so, to, up to till I got to the age of when I could decide if I want to go to church or not, mm-hmm. the first time she said, do you want to go to church today? I... It instantly opted out. Yeah. I know that come with, it came with that came with chores around the house for days and days <laughs> and days. But as I got older and I switched religions or whatever, and she still asked me to come to church on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and I can't do it because I be drunk so early. <laughs> I be so lit on New Year's like that's my time to put the year behind me and yeah. like bust through the door for next year like bust through the door <laughs> not bust through the door nah but it's like I just feel like New Year's is the time for celebration mm. I, don't get me wrong well he celebrates in church you can celebrate not no more though I haven't been like it's been a while since I've been to church okay like I I just started going back to church yeah Congrats. the father's house cause it's not churchy yeah, That's I don't what lost me to churchiness. I've heard the Father's House is like one of those mega churches. It is. It's like a semi mega church. It is, because they have like two different services, and the services are big. So It's yeah. in Henrietta, right? I believe. Mm mm. and Grease Campus. Okay. And then they have um, they have a prison ministry as well, so mm-hmm. they go into the prisons as well. So I like the Father's House. That's what's up. I enjoy it. Well, thank you for coming hey, on. Hey, definitely, you guys. Appreciate you guys for having me. No, no doubt. Um, when that new gear drop 2020, we need you back on. Yeah. Some of that. Yeah, definitely. It'll probably be out in January for sure. Okay. I just kind of being quiet for right now. All right, brother. Do what you got to do. I'm mm-hmm. intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Catch us next Sunday, 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. Peace. I was waiting for you to say that, Bishop. My bad.